Welcome back to my podcast. You're now listening to Keeping a Head Up of Water. In today's segment, we're going to look at the lifeguard. The only one you can depend on when you're drowning in the ocean of life. Lifeguard, however, can come in many forms. It could be a coach that's trying to help you along the way. It could be a pastor or a spiritual advisor that have a word of wisdom regardless of the situation you're going through. It could be a mentor, someone who is wise and trying to help you along the way. It could be a good friend with words of encouragement. It could be a teacher that have life lesson to teach you while you journey through the ocean of life. Let's get into it. The lifeguard, the one and only person you can depend on when you're drowning or if you're having a difficult time while swimming in the ocean or the pool. Another name for the lifeguard could be a life observer or watcher. But in order for any of these guys to be effective, they have to be on duty. While we go through the ocean of life, things are going to happen in our lives that when we need help from someone else other than ourselves because no one make it alone. Everyone at some point in their lives need help. That's why the the team concept is so important. It goes, together, everyone achieve more. Since two is better than one. If one falls down, then someone who is close by can help you back up. Sometimes we have to stop and be grateful for the people in our lives that have been there over the years. Some of those people are could be an high school coach, a fitness trainer, a mentor, a financial advisor, or anyone who have helped you along the way to stay on the right path. They help you to be disciplined and stay focused on your goals and dreams. As soon as we start to get off course, they help us back on the right path to a much better version of ourselves. I would have not been here or made it this far if it weren't for those people who have helped me out in so many times on different occasions. And as a result, I'm in a much better place because of them. I still apply some of these principles to my life today. Another person on this list could be a pastor or a spiritual advisor who can be there for you in times of greatest needs. Someone who I know was going through a hard time because of an illness. Another person was stressed and depressed because of loss of a family member or a loved one. The pastor are well trained to say the right things at the right time. They give the person who is grieving or hurting comfort. They show compassion and give hope and words of wisdom. Over time, that person who was feeling hopeless because of the hurt or the loss can eventually feel better because of the help that was given. So this person who was drowning in earth and the lifeguard was there to rescue them and brought them back to life to safety so they might have peace and live and not die. The next person on this list could be a mentor. A mentor is known as a wise guide. That's the the definition 
of who this person is. This person can be a source of great strength because this person, through their life experience, with age and wisdom, can direct someone who has lost all hope or anyone who's drifting through life without any sense of direction, hopes, or dream. This person can reach down and help that person who is drifting in the ocean of life, who needs someone to rescue them. Sometimes the person in need just need a person who they can open up to, talk to about things that are stressing them out. Because of the challenges of life, it could be a relationship trouble, overwork, or just need a break, parenting, because the kids are driving them crazy. It could be an ungrateful spouse. They want someone who can listen and offer some advice that can guide and help them back in the right direction. And just like the lifeguard, they'll bring you back to the shores where it's safe and sound so you can now live and not die in this ocean of life. Sometimes in our life, we know the right things to do, but for, but for whatever reason, we are unable to do it. We need someone who will just listen, not judge. Someone who won't criticize or look down upon you, but someone who will be in that moment, give you words of insight, and to listen attentively if they think they have something very important or very helpful to offer, they'll share those things that will benefit the person in need. Someone who have your best interests at heart. We all need good people in our lives. They could be a good friend, someone who's close to you, who's going to speak the truth in love, whose words and advice might even save your life. The next person on this list is a teacher. A lifeguard could be a teacher who's going to teach you all the correct, all the correct ways of doing things by showing you how it's done and when they think you're ready to do it on your own. Sometimes you take a long life or a lifetime to figure things out. Some or most problem are very complex. How much more life is even more harder to think it could be. We need someone to protect us at some point in our life because life as we know it can be cruel and harsh. Life can also be great depending on the level of success one might have. It also depends on a circle of friends and influences they might have on you. I've heard it said that you'll be the same person five years from now based on the lifestyle you live. The things you read the shows you watch on TV, and the friends you keep. The people in your life each has a role to play. They can motivate, encourage, lift you up when you are down. They can cheer you up when you are sad. Just being a good listener at the end of the day is great, but we all need a lifeguard in our lives while we are going through this crazy world in the ocean of life. Sometimes they might just need to throw us a buoy or a floating device with a rope attached to it so they can pull us back 
where we are drifting too far out in the ocean of life or when we are drowning we need something to hold on to to get us back to the shores where safe and sound I always wonder if most of these people who commit suicides if they had someone to talk to would they can open up to would they still be alive today would they still think about killing themselves they make the same decision would they make the same decision or would they have second thoughts I was blessed to be a part of a program at the House of Correction as a mentor the goal of this program is to help those who have lost their way based on some of the bad decisions they have made throughout their life. So my job was to help them back to get back on track so they can reconnect back with their family and into the community from which they came. After spending many years and countless hours and after many sessions, these young men outlook on life is a lot different because of the connection that was formed and by helping those individuals to see things from a different perspective and as a result this was not only amazing but those who was feeling hopeless felt better about life and now they're grateful for a second chance at life and is excited about the next chapter in their life because someone here enough to reach down and throw them a buoy or a life boat to save them many years ago I volunteered at a teen camp for a week. Otherwise known, I was a chaperone. We're there by the lake, away from everyone else, where we could reconnect with nature's and those around us. It also gave us a good chance to be open with the things that are going on in our lives. One of the teens approached me and said, I need to talk to you because I have something that is hidden away from the inside which would cause him to be stressed out to the point where he couldn't sleep at night because he said anytime he thinks about it he would get so stressed and depressed so I told him that I would listen so he was able to gain my trust and he shared what was going on inside after listening to him, I was able to offer a few words of insight. And after a couple months had passed, I followed up to see how things were coming along and everything worked out okay. Now he's excited about life. Now the future is bright, all because someone reached down to help them. And also someone in need. While we live on this planet called Earth, while we're going through the social of life with some many uncertainties there are so many challenges that will come our way that will pull us down in the ocean of life our job is to plan to be wise about decision we make and the life we live so we can navigate through this ocean of life and eventually walk on water and those that are feeling down and depressed, those that have actually find the strength to make it out, 
they're able to use these phrases as I will not go down this way. I choose to fight back. I choose to live and not die. And those are the people who are now walking on water. Those who was able to overcome all the different challenges, whether if it's the fear that's pulling them down, whether if it's a house that's a burden, or it could be the family member that was negative and was there to actually pull them down even deeper in the ocean of life, or it could just be themselves. Whatever the situation is that was affecting them while they were going through the ocean life, they found the strength to break free and live life on their term. So this end, the series on keeping your head above water. Thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe and stay tuned for more amazing episodes that is coming your way. Thank you. Welcome back to my podcast. My name is Andre Tyson. Today's discussion, we're going to look at martial arts. We're going to look at all the different aspects of martial arts. Where did it originated from? What are the core teaching and principle of martial arts? What different fighting styles? Uh, what role did Hollywood play in martial arts? And I have a special guest that going to help us answer some of these questions. He's a good friend of mine, someone that I've known, someone who is an instructor and who holds many certification in, in this particular field. We know him as Dave, but he also go by a different title, which is Sensei. So without any further ado, I give you Dave. Hey Andre, thanks for having me on the show. Um, anyone out there that's from Guam, uh, Hafa Day means good day, you know, in our language. Um, you know, it's funny you say that, uh, you know, Sensei, it's, um, the terms in Japanese and Chinese are different. So, like, if you say, um, I'm more of not an instructor, not really an instructor, it's more of like a, 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 a kung fu brother. You say, so you say Si Hing, okay. or Si Dai, or in, in Japanese Senpai, or... Uh, um, it, they're honorific, um, but I wouldn't go and call myself a master or anything. Okay. <laughs> All right. I know you're being humble right now, but it's okay. Um, and that's why we appreciate you. Thank so, you. So, really quick, um, just a little background about who you are. So, who is Dave? You know, tell us uh, about who you are. Well, um, my name is David Timewell, like I said before. Um, I'm originally, my family's from Guam. Um, I was born there in, uh, in the 1980s, and uh, but grew up here in Springfield. I've uh, essentially lived in Springfield my whole life. Um, uh, I love uh, martial arts. I've loved martial arts my whole life. I think my father uh, was um, really the inspiration for me to getting into martial arts because we watched kung fu movies all the time when I was a kid. So, um, you know, my dad, he's no longer with us, but, um, you know, he is definitely one of the inspirations for me getting into martial arts. Um, I have three brothers, one sister. I'm the oldest of them, and we um, and we all have names that start with D. Um, hmm. uh, and uh, you know, just I'm just living life, man. That's good. That's good. So, uh, what what exactly is martial arts? 
I, I think if um, you talk about martial arts in the sense of uh, what it what it is, it's it's different for everyone. Okay. Martial arts can be a form of exercise. Mm-hmm. It can be um, a stress reliever, punching a bag, uh, or it can be just, just be a mode of self-defense. Um, for me, it's all these things. Um, um, because uh, I, I, I've enjoyed it so much. I've been doing it almost 20 years now. Um, so, um, I mean, I'm not, uh, like I said again before, I'm not a master in any of these arts. I just practice. I enjoy it. Um, and I'm there. There are certainly people uh, much more experienced and uh, and better than I. Okay, so I, I know you're being humble right now, but I, I I know I saw some belts around here, but that's okay. We're gonna let that slide right now. Uh, the other thing too is um, where did uh, where did it originated from? So there there's a good um, amount of what we know. Um, the origins being, it's starting originally actually in India, but Chinese going into India and learning um, what they call, uh, I believe it's called Silat, uh, Indonesian Silat, um, which is basically um, um, Indian Kung Fu. Okay. Um, the Chinese then took it into China and, I mean, the rest is history. And Chinese Kung Fu is very different than Indian Kung Fu. Um, but um, it's, I mean, its own thing. So what would you say are uh, some of the core teaching and principle of martial arts? Depending on the style you're, you're, you're learning, it's, it's different. Um, karate, for example, is very linear, um, straightforward punching. Um, whereas if you learn like um, Aikido, it's a throwing art or, or, or a breaking a breaking art as well. Um, uh, Kung Fu um, originated in the Shaolin Temple. Um, uh, Chinese Kung Fu, I should say. Um, and so, um, you know, you work on a lot of stances, um, punching, kicking, breathing techniques, and so forth. So would you say then um, within the different um, teaching and principle of martial arts, um, so, for for example, who would the, who's who would be a Shaolin monk? Uh, before I say go on and say that, all these arts have one thing in common for okay. the most part, and that is nonviolence. Uh, only fight if you have to. Um, the biggest, um, you know, sort of um, propagators of that idea are were the Shaolin. Um, they were Shaolin monks that were Buddhist in the temples. Um, uh, Shaolin Kung Fu originates in the temple and um, it's because of Shaolin Kung Fu that um, there are so many styles of Kung Fu um, so I mean it's it's a very broad the teachings are very broad but at the same time very similar um, karate is similar um, in that because of the origins it has in Chinese Kung Fu the word Tay uh, literally, in the word karate, uh, the, the, it wasn't called karate when it was first, uh, before it was uh, taken over, not, not taken over, but, but dubbed a Japanese style by Japan. It was Okinawan, and the Okinawans called it tei, and it literally means uh, Chinese hand. So, um, 
when you when you say Okinawan or uh, karate or Japanese karate, they're actually um, two different systems and ways of fighting. Okay. Now, um, so we're moving on to the next um, person that that I I find fascinating, uh, which is the samurai. Yes. And uh, what is it about this particular person that um, there's a lot of stuff about this uh, individual in terms of just the training and everything like that. So what can you tell us about who is a samurai? The Japanese um, samurai um, were very, uh, their, their, their sort of um, way of life was about honor and respect and humility and uh, they just fought, lived by a code and they protected those that were weaker or, um, you know, just marginalized in, in the parts of Japan. Um, and, uh, I mean, they, they, this, this, this way they call it, they call it the way of Budo. And it, it was, uh, it's, it's, they still practice today. Um, not, not so much samurai, but the, the way, the Budo way. Um, it's still practiced today in karate and, and other uh, arts in Japan. Um, I mean, there's so much to talk about, you know, as far as the Japanese so right. or the Chinese. But. Yeah, and I, and I know the um, that the history is is so extensive that yes. it would take days, hours. But just for the sake of time, we just want to do a quick quick uh, review yeah. and, and um, just and to keep it moving. We're literally talking about thousands and thousands of years. Of right. Great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the last but not least uh, is the ninja. And um, these guys, I always find them uh, fascinating because it's almost like they, they work in like stealth, you know, uh, secrecy. Yeah. And um, so that was always one of my favorite in terms of all the different fighting um, character or group is the ninja. So what can you tell us about what the ninja is? I think uh, American movies... Um, and maybe even Japanese uh, cinema as well uh, portrays the ninja as a good guy. Um, really? When, when actually they were the bad guys. They were the, you know, the assassins. You know, sent to kill people or, yeah. You know, um, so it, I mean, we glorify them as good guys, like you know, with the Ninja Turtles or uh, I can uh, the Ninja Assassins or movies that they came out, and um, so it, it, it's it's. Uh, a, con- a misconception of Japanese history, maybe, um, but uh, nonetheless, it's. I mean, everyone knows what, what ninjas are and you've heard of them, so I, it's interesting. Yeah, and, and um, the other thing too that I noticed that even within all these different style, um, even for um, the much older uh, generation that practice these particular um, style, is um, Tai Chi. Yes. And um, I've seen it's it's almost like a dance or a different movement, yes. and I find it really fascinating. Now, what can you tell us about Tai Chi? So, if you break down the word Tai Chi, or uh, what Tai Chi Chuan, um, it literally means uh, supreme fighting system, and um, push hands, um, which is practiced quite a bit in. If you've ever seen a Tai Chi, actual real Tai Chi, um, it's all about um, movement, uh, soft movement, but that's a whole other story. Uh, that's a whole other branch of, we can talk about hard and soft styles, 
internal and external, but but there are soft styles of Tai Chi, there are hard styles of Tai Chi, there are internal styles of Tai Chi, there are external styles of Tai Chi, so it's really involved, and uh, I mean, Tai Chi alone, as, just as a, for a health benefit, it's really good, um, so I mean, if anyone out there practices Tai Chi, nice, so, so, pretty, pretty awesome. So it, it almost seems as if Tai Chi, it, it could also be a, um, a workout exercise. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but the origins of Tai Chi are the martial arts fighting. Um, oh, okay. And uh, it's interesting. So um, I know um, all, all those response and, and different answer that uh, I just raised and just your response uh, was really good and I appreciate that. Uh, because now it actually gives me a better understanding as to um, all the different answers that I just got from the question that I asked. Now, Hollywood, you know, it's a big part of uh, martial art or uh, Kung Fu. Now, do you think uh, Hollywood then was uh, one of the catalysts that, that spread um, martial art or Kung Fu all over the world? Uh, definitely. Um, if you look at the history of... Uh martial arts in America actually uh, martial arts is not very old in here in America um, martial arts uh, particularly at the time in the 50s and 60s uh, you had judo um, which is a throwing style and um, uh, karate um, uh, Ed Parker uh, Kempo karate uh, Ed Parker was uh, a great great uh, karate guy um, I mean he just re revolutionized um, martial arts at the time um, him being introduced to Bruce Lee at the time um, and then him helping Bruce Lee getting into, get into Hollywood catapulted martial arts into uh, a, 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 a part of his, uh, film history that I don't even think they can do rival today mm, wow well thank you for that response now um as, as it pertains to Hollywood, right? And I know it's a business and, and they're trying to uh, make money, you know, because uh, with the viewership and everything like that. Now, do you think they're accurate in, in how they portray the information? You know, is it 100% correct? Is it 90%? So how much percent do you think of the information about Kung Fu or martial art that you feel like they have downright, and there's some things that are missing. I think I think that's that's a that's a hard question to answer because, um, you know, in the in the 60s and 70s, it was very stereotypical and racist um, uh, typecasting of uh, you know Asian Americans, uh, or for that matter, any martial arts that um, uh, you hear about at the time. I mean, Bruce Lee talked about it all the time. Some of the stuff he dealt with with racism and stuff, and Jackie Chan. Um, do I think it's portraying, um, I don't think it's 100% accurate, I think for, um, I think a lot of it is, um, what they call, uh, wire foo, which is, uh, you know, the jumping and the flipping and, but, um, uh, I don't, I, I think they can do a better job with realism in martial arts films, but... So are you saying then when the guys are actually fly kicking, it's not it's not real? Because I I was under the impression that it was real. I look uh, at it and I'm like, wow, no, that's amazing. Uh, a lot of those guys they just have wires. Oh wow. Them. Um, so I mean, so it, it's it's 
it's it's getting better, I say. But I, I think if you look at the history of Chinese martial arts films yeah. in America, it's it's definitely definitely was a period of time where it was just whatever, you know. So so basically, you were saying that there was a lot of stuff that was going on there this behind the scene, and we only saw the finished product or the yeah, finished yeah, version yeah. of what was going on. Wow, that that's um, that's amazing. Now the other thing too, because um, growing up I was always fascinated by kung fu uh, movie, um, and one of my favorite movie of all time is the um, the Fifth Element. You know where you have the hurt, the wind, the fire, and all that stuff. Um, and then within some of those movies, you know you also have Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee and, and Jackie Chan, the drunken master, and all. Um, you know Michelle Young and and also Flying Dagger and all that. Um, what can you tell us about like what's your favorite movie kung fu movie or what movie that you like growing up as a kid and and all Um, that stuff you know um my dad and i watched martial arts movies all the time growing up and um for me any bruce lee movie was was great um um that's just how i grew up you know i watched a lot of bruce lee uh jackie chan in the in the 80s um um, Jet Li was just starting to become popular in the early 90s. Um, so those guys were, were, were fantastic. I, I think um, those three guys right there actually, I think, helped make what martial arts movies in America are today. Mm. And, and I noticed that it wasn't so much about the movie. It, it's also a way of life. It, that's how they live in real life. Like um, that's how, like there were certain principle and discipline, yeah. um, like you see in a movie. You also see it in real life. How they live. Um, I did a research recently, and it, it showed that the life expectancy, um, people who live in Asia, they live a lot longer because the type of food that they eat and they, you know, the exercise within the martial arts and stuff like that, um, and also too. It goes to show that a lot of that, those core teaching and principle, once you apply it to real life, you can see the benefit in that sense. Yes, yes. Um, philosophy of martial arts. If you if you take a lot of the Chinese philosophy of nonviolence and and only protecting. Those that are weaker, and it, it, a lot of it goes with uh, philosophy of life, and um, I, I think that we can learn not just from martial arts the, those particular principles and ways of living, but um, uh, we can learn a lot of things from other cultures um, uh, and their polit in their politics, and and it's a, lot, a lot of things that we we could take a lesson from uh, from. Uh, these old, these very ancient cultures. So the other thing too that that was really fascinating, um, and that it was in the um, the movie, the IP Man. Yes. And um, there was like this wooden figure with all these different arms attached to it. What is that? Because I know he was actually practicing or he was training with it, and um, it was really fascinating. So what can you tell us about that particular um, object? Uh, the uh in the Yip Man movies, um, the dummy—it's called the, the the wooden dummy, the, or the wooden man, uh, or in Chinese we call it the muk, the mukjong. Um, it, it was 
um, a way to learn and understand your distance uh, with your, of your hand and your feet in relation to your opponent. Um, Donnie Yen, uh, the guy who played uh, Ben in that movie, I think he only learned some of that movement, but um, but he learned enough to to to, to make it look good. Um, so um, I mean, there it, it's it's good stuff. And um, those movies I like. They're the first movie particularly was uh, I think very his historically accurate to the real Ip Man's life and upbringing in in, in uh, that part of China. Yeah, and and um, like myself, I also saw every single one of them, and um, I was just blown away just by his fighting style and and even with where he was practicing on that particular object, where a lot of the fighting was done in close proximity yes. so it's almost seemed as if if you encounter someone that was close or next to you how would you then defend yourself right, right. and all the different moves that are that are involved with that yes um and and, and that's i think um i am actually learning that system of wing chun um so it is um you can learn a lot from that dummy um um application and just timing of your hand movements and or your kicking um they don't kick very high in wing chun so uh um a lot of hand movement punching um so it's it, it's it's an interesting system i'm still learning it i um i have about two years into it so uh, it's very interesting it's very different from the the other systems i've learned um you know i'm learning um um i've learned i have most, most of my experience in choi lei foot kung fu which is also a southern system, and most of my experience also as well in uh, praying mantis. I'm also learning um, Filipino systems, modern arnis, um, and um, I mean, you know, Eskrima in general. Um, a big shout out to Nathan Marinoni uh, because he's one of my buddies, and uh, he, you know, he's kind of helping me, uh, you know, learn the path, if you so to speak, you know, so. It's all good stuff. Yeah, and, and uh, I know this particular topic, the history, is so extensive, it's so massive, and we haven't even scratched the surface. But uh, this was good, you know, kind of give me a quick overview of um, what martial art is, and and even just to touch on again, this is surface of so, uh, what we we're just talking about. So we might have to do another follow up, but for right now, this was good. Um, just want to say thank you for all the listeners out there that tune in. Um, to just the, the content that we're trying to put out and um, if you guys like what we're putting out and, and want to hear more just subscribe uh, hit the notification so that way you stay up on all the different um, things that we're actually bringing out so thank you again thank you Andre thank you very much yeah I know I, 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 I was yeah I know it was a lot of fun and at first I, I'm like I don't know what your schedule is going to be like and I was like it's trying to figure something out, and I'm happy it worked out. So I'm, I'm grateful that you're able to um, free up your schedule so we can have the time no, to sit down and really have it's this. It's a pleasure. Time. It's um, yeah. I really hope everybody likes this. It's um, you know, it's a broad now, you know, overview of the martial arts in general. But uh, I think I, I, I know enough to to speak about several of those topics. And I think you do, and that's why I even thought of. Though you were the first person I thought of, you know, sure there there could be a lot of 
other people are out there but am I gonna search the entire globe just to find that one person but I you're someone that I know and I trust and I, I see how you carry yourself so who better than to sit down and have this conversation with you know yeah. so that's all we have for today and yeah. um, thank you so we might do a follow-up so we'll, that'd be great yeah so this is fun much appreciated thank you, thank you. yeah